Welcome, welcome, welcome back to yet another episode of Days and Infused. I'm your host, Latham Woodward. And once again, we are with some really interesting guests. And tonight we are with Keith Stein and Ben Rogel, both of Psychedelic Water. Uh, departure from our normal uh, cannabis-based show. Uh, we're looking at something different, kind of in the parallel space. Ben, Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you, Latham. Pleasure Thank to you. be with you. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, when this subject was first uh, presented to me by our producer, Brasco, uh, I was intrigued. It's interesting, a parallel to the cannabis space, but um, yet seemingly unconstrained by the boundaries that we all face in cannabis. So um, the product is called Psychedelic Water. Um, why don't we uh, start off this episode with the same question, but we're going to change it up a little bit. What is your historical relationship to cannabis or to psychedelics in general? Hey, Latham, it's Keith. Maybe, maybe I'll jump in first. Sure, go ahead, uh, Keith. So I, I'm going to start with my professional or business connection to cannabis. Um, so I'm from Toronto, and you probably know this, that Toronto was really the epicenter of, of cannabis in, in many ways. I'm not sure the cannabis industry would be where it's at today if not for what came out of Toronto mm -hmm. and, and finance in particular. Um, so I, I was involved uh, fairly early on in, in a number of ways, uh, but rather than boring you, I'll just mention one company that I was the founder of. It's called Slang. Um, and I, I was really pleased to be involved with Slang, but I, I got involved with uh, a number of cannabis companies um, and it's interesting. Uh, you know, I know you want a, a, a cannabis, a personal cannabis story. Um, and I'm, I'm focusing more on the business side, but I've That's been, okay. I've been working with Gene Simmons from kiss for about 25 years. He's been a friend of mine and a business associate. So Gene has never smoked a joint, taken a puff, had a glass of wine in his life. Right. I've heard the story about uh, Gene. He's very much a teetotaler. But I did something in cannabis with Gene that I'm very proud of. Um, now, we all know that Snoop Dogg got involved in cannabis, Martha Stewart, and a whole range of characters. Right. But I got Gene uh, to uh, become aligned with a particular cannabis company called Invictus. Mm -hmm. Now, Snoop Dogg, I think way back when, and I think it was Canopy that paid Snoop Dogg at the time. It might have been a million, two million, whatever it was, it was in that range. But... I think I may have set a record. Um, I made a deal with this cannabis company and I got Gene about $12 million US. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because I got this deal for Gene, um, which is amazing considering what I just told you about his personal background. And Gene being, being the type of committed business guy that he is, he's dedicated like few other entrepreneurs. He said, even though I've never done this in my life, for this cannabis company, I will smoke a joint. What? Didn't do it, but he said he would. Oh, he, and he would have. Yeah, he would. Have, no, he would have. And he's look. I'll go on CNN or I'll go to the New York Stock Exchange, ring the bell. I'll have a joint in Emmy, wherever you know, provided it's lawful, of course, in the venue where he's at. Yeah. But anyway, I'm. I'm really. The the point is, I'm really. I'm bragging a little bit. I don't mean to, but I just think it's interesting that I got this guy who's who might be one of the straightest dudes on the planet connected with a cannabis company and got this cannabis company to pay him a boatload of money. Um, and here's, here's, here's a guy uh, who's never taken a puff. Well, we all know the story from Howard Stern, uh, having him on so many times. Um, and I've just never known Gene. He's never had a drop, drop of alcohol or anything. That's a pretty cool story, actually. Um, 
uh, Ben, what's what's your relationship to cannabis and psychedelics? So do you have anything directly related to those? Uh, I do actually. Um, you know, part of why I, I I love psychedelic water and what we're doing is because of my tie to to, to psychedelics. So uh, just to give you a quick backstory is, you know, I actually had suffered from a major concussion mm-hmm. and, you know, was sort of not able to leave the place and it sent me into a bit of a depression. And I started doing a little bit of research on, um, you know, how to, how to get better. Right. And I saw all these people talking about psychedelics and the power of psychedelics to treat depression, PTSD, addiction. And so I said, why not? I'm going to give it a shot. And so I, I did a full blown trip on psilocybin just to kick it off, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and found just, you know, my, my mental state had improved. I felt happier. Um, and it really started changing me for the better. So from there, I started microdosing with psilocybin and Mm -hmm. it really brought me out into, uh, of this funk that I was in. And then, you know, when, when Keith approached me with this idea of psychedelic water, I was, you know, astounded at, at, you know, the timing of this and, and how we have to let people know the power of psychedelics, not just to melt your face off but the the healing power of them yeah and i think that's backed up now by a lot of studies coming out of the um uh the va and a lot of other medical establishments especially for treatment of ptsd with soldiers coming back from the war um i know that affects uh, canadian soldiers as well as u.s soldiers coming back um and I think that that um, message is really important because um, a lot of these guys like yourself, which you just let the audience know, um, due to head inju- inju- injury and trauma, um, there's it's kind of a deep hole and it requires something to rewire the brain. So I, I really take uh, your direct, um, you know, your experience to heart. And those people listening out there, I'm sure we've got some vets listening to the show. I know we do. And um, they've all kind of drifted toward the microdosing routine as part of their therapy plan. So, hey, thanks for sharing both of you. I appreciate that. Um, So um, what is your drink made of? It's not LSD. It's not psilocybin. What is it? I mean, I could tell the audience, but I want to hear it from you guys. Keith, where'd you get your formula? So about two and a half years ago, Latham, I hired a food scientist food science professor from NYU. Mm -hmm. I put her together with a formulation company out of California. And I said, look, um, I need to create the world's first legal psychedelic product. We know psilocybin's not lawful, so we can't do that. But find a way to create something that's a legit psychedelic product. Took them about six months, but they identified the active ingredients and, and we figured out something that was totally original and, and, and really innovative. The important thing for us was to create something mainstream so that when you walk into a gas station, a corner store, a Whole Foods, an Erewhon, go online, to see a product with that word psychedelic in it, that starts a, that starts a conversation. It was you know, really important to me and to Ben and to our company to 
demystify psychedelics and to also destigmatize them. Now that that train has already left the station. We're seeing this wave of decriminalization wash across the country. That's mm-hmm. going to continue and and evolve because psychedelics are the future. You know, you said it at the beginning that you see psychedelics as being sort of parallel to cannabis. That's interesting. That's and, and I, it's not that you're wrong. I have a different perspective myself. Um, and I'm a big fan of cannabis. I told you about my involvement. Yeah. Um, I think I played, you know, played a really constructive role in the cannabis industry and made a lot of contributions. But I think um, comparing psychedelics to cannabis is like comparing rocket ships to cars. Car and cars are really important. We all need cars, but you know, psychedelics are like rocket ships. They will take you to a to a completely different place. They are cannabis, not. 2.0 or 3.3.0, but they're just far, far down, down, down the road. They're on a different trajectory, and I, I think they're going to play an even more profound role in the development of mankind and womankind. So, um, just to review the ingredients here, so the primary ingredients for your psychoactivity here is uh, uh, kava root, damiana leaf, and green tea leaf, and I'm sure you're using the green tea to boost your uh, caffeine and the efficacy of the other two ingredients. Um, where did you come up with Damiana in terms of my understanding of Damiana? It's a great mood um, alterer. It's also an aphrodisiac to some people, um, but Kava, I'm not, I know Kava, uh, I know the uses, but w- w- where'd you get Kava from and why did you gravitate toward Kava? Okay, Ben's very expert. Uh, I can respond, but I think Ben would be ben, let's better. At, at, yeah. But, but I, I just want to tell you before he does, some people say, well, how come you haven't put psilocybin in the product? Or how come, you know, this is not like mushrooms. Um, and look, of course it's not because I just talked about how it's important for us to demystify and normalize psychedelics. So mm-hmm. if we went out with a product like with psilocybin, or, for example, we'd be, sh- we'd be shut down. It's, it's illegal in right. most of the world. So that's why I, I said we had to create a mainstream product. This product with the ingredients we created, though these ingredients, like Damiana, like Cava, they are psychedelics. Um, they are psychoactive, but they are non-hallucinogenic. So this product we've created is as psychedelic as you can get without breaking the law. Legally. But we are, the, as the brand leader, one day, because I believe that psilocybin and other psychedelic ingredients will become lawful in the future. Mm-hmm. And and we will have the opportunity to create amped up versions of our product. But over to Ben now, Ben, if you if you could just talk, lay them through Cava and Damiana, please, and, and any other ingredients you want to address. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, as Keith mentioned, you know there was a, a ton of research that went into various ingredients, and we we did land on on Cava because it gives you this really. For, first off, have you ever tried Cava on its own? I have never tried kava. Um, so the first thing that you notice is it gives you a bit of like this tingling sensation on your tongue. Um, and it's a really, really unique, very cool feeling. Um, then after on average about 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the person, it gives you this sense of calmness, um, this, this sense of relaxation. And so it does originate out of the South Pacific islands. They make it into a tea and the way they do it is they sift it through water and they, they drink it out of these little cups. And I, I, I mean, I've tried it that way. It tastes terrible. It 
taste very bitter, very earthy. That's what I've heard. And yeah. And so, you know, part of our, our exploration was um, making cava taste good, uh, which I, I believe that we really have with our products because, you know, you don't get that, you know, strong, bitter, earthy taste. It's there's a little bit there and it's subtle, um, but it, it just comes through and, and we've managed to really balance it out with our other flavors. And so, yeah, we landed on Cava, gives you this incredible feeling, but, you know, we wanted people to feel relaxed. We wanted their, their mood to be boosted, but we didn't want them to get sleepy. Mm-hmm. That's where we landed on the green tea. So there's a little bit of uh, this slow burning caffeine from green tea to balance out. So you get nice and relaxed, but not sleepy. Do do you think that the caffeine has the um, effect where it actually um, acts as a uh, catalyst for the, for the Cava and the Damayana? And go ahead. Yeah, I slightly, it could. Um, I think Cava on its own, is a a pretty powerful root. Um, I think, you know, the green tea is more so the the balance of it. Okay. But I'm sure it does, you know, help act as a a catalyst for it. And and what is what is the kava effect on you after you've ingested it just as a a newbie, because I haven't tried it yet. So like I said, the first thing that you feel is is this tongue tingling sensation, right? After about 10 to 15 minutes, you feel relaxed. And, and you know, I, I should mention tolerances do vary. Right. Um, you know, we don't recommend drinking more than two cans in a day. But for me, I mean, I, I'm a lightweight, not as much as, as Keith. Um, but but I'm, a, I'm a lightweight. We'll all have a can, uh, just one can. And I'll start to sit back, feel this really nice calmness. Um, there are days where I I'll drink, I'll actually drink it before work, Mm. um, because it helps sort of clear my mind, helps me focus because I don't feel that, that ongoing stress that I can throughout the day releases a bit of your anxiety perhaps before work. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, and what I also find, uh, is the days where, I mean, I, I drink it pretty often to be honest. Um, but I've noticed the difference of my sleep, I tend to have these really um, refreshing sleeps with very vivid dreams mm. after I drink psychedelic water. That's cool, actually. I, I like that. <laughs> but but, but Latham, you know what? You know what you won't get if you drink psychedelic water. You won't get a hangover. Okay. Um, and and why Ben drinks it before work? You know, he talked about how it's how it's, he's refreshed. It will not diminish mental acuity. Or clarity one bit, so it's a it's a really um, it, it it's a really constructive product. It's it's something that's that's really beneficial in a lot of ways. I like that. Uh, it sounds very interesting. I mean, to the lay person, I have not tried it, but it it sounds like something I would like to try and soon. Um, before we get on to the next one, uh, I just want to announce that we have lost, um, we have launched Klaus, the Klaus brand in California and soon to be in dispensaries in the month of January. Klaus is brought to you by Warren Barbara, the cocktail whisperer. 
four-time national or international bartender award. Klaus is a 10 milligram THC cocktail shown to you on the screen right here. Look for Klaus at a dispensary near you, proudly brought to you by my distribution, Sense Distribution here in California. Um, Keith, next question for you is, have you had any um, issues with the name, calling it psychedelic water? Has there been any pushback on that? Yeah, in, in different ways. Um, okay. So, you know, one of the one of the pillars of this company um, from inception was intellectual property. Uh, when I when I conceived of this idea in the first place, I thought, OK, it's really important to have a powerful brand. And what's more powerful than calling the product psychedelic right. or psychedelic water? Um, so it, my, my journey started with the trademarking around most of the world of that word psychedelic and the word psychedelic water. And it, it, that was a starting point. The company now owns not only the psychedelic water trademark and the psychedelic trademark for CPG, consumer products, but it also owns the trademark psychedelic coffee, psychedelic energy, psychedelic tea, and, and the list goes on and on because the vision was to not be a one trick pony. Right. We wanted to be the leader in the psychedelic space and to be able to affect positive change for psychedelics. We weren't going to be able to do that if we had, you know, one product or a couple of SKUs. So we're going to have a, a whole range of products. Um, we have three pro three Cava products right now with Damiana. And we somebody mentioned microdosing. We have two microdosing products, which I think will be the first legal microdosing products of their kind coming out uh, in, a, in a month or so. Uh, so watch in the psilocybin in the psilocybin space, Keith, or no, because psilocybin is still illegal, illegal. in the United States. Yeah. So what we've done is we've again we went back to the laboratory and we use look a lot of people use what they call functional mushrooms, mm -hmm. and they're a dime a dozen some of these products. But we created something that took a lot of time and effort. But um, our recipe and I don't want to even talk about some some of the ingredients right sure. now. But sure. functional mushrooms are part of it. Mm -hmm. But we have some other very unique ingredients which I think will make our microdosing product a complete original and a complete game changer but as for pushback you know i alluded to this later and there's some people who say you know what's up you guys don't have psilocybin you're not like i this is is not going to give me the same sort of effect as mushrooms so why are you calling it psychedelic so i think i've, I've tried to explain that, that yeah. this is as psychedelic as we can get without getting busted right um, in the legal market obviously correct but this, yeah. this is, you know, th this is just the beginning of, of what this, what psychedelic water is going to undertake and, and what psychedelic water is going to accomplish. Um, there are, you know, there, there are some groups out there that have taken shots at us. I don't want to mention, you know, the social media companies, but they tried to, you know, th they didn't like something called psychedelic being all over social media because when we launched, this thing went crazy. Yeah. We sold a million dollars worth of product in about, Ben, I can't remember if it was our first four weeks or six weeks. And we haven't looked back since. It's just been on fire ever since. Um, but, you know, social media companies take shots at us and we just take the shots and, and keep, you know, keep our, keep doing our, our business. And uh, I, I think we've only grown stronger and stronger. We're going to 2022 with, with more momentum than we've ever had. Um, so yeah, we've, we've had, we've had shots from, um, some detractors, uh, like, like I mentioned, there are individuals occasionally who are, 
who are, you know, really um, psychedelic purists. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they've got to cut us some slack. We're the only guys out there yeah. who are trying to, to bust this door open. We're the first one. Okay. And sometimes when you're the, the pioneer, you know, you're going to, there are going to be some bumps along the way, but we're, what we're trying to do is, is going to, we believe help the psychedelic movement. We're going to try to, we're, we're going to be working with legislators. We're going to be working with lobbyists. We've, we've got, you know, extensive plans to be more than just a consumer product company. We think we can play an advocacy role and having this brand called psychedelic water, I think it gives us a really great platform to do that. Yeah, I, I think it's actually kind of a, a fun name. Um, and I think people who are giving you crap about it are gatekeepers from a certain way of thinking, and they think it has to be their way, right? Um, and that's the same thing in the cannabis space. It's it's the same thing in any space. If you're like you're in the whiskey business, right? Oh, that's not yeah. the right whiskey. This is the right whiskey. You don't want Canadian Club. You want this, you know? It's like, oh, come on, give it up, you know? I think it's a great name. I think it's pretty cool. And um, <laughs> I'm glad you grabbed it, man. It was a smart move, good business move. Um, that being said, where, where are you selling this? Are you online sales? Is it in stores in the U S how, how are you selling it through? So we were, we were strictly online, our plan. So we launched in late February of this year and our plan was, you know, just test the waters. We, we know how powerful you are. What, you know, we have something here that's really powerful. That's going to be transformational mm-hmm. in, in business and from a cultural perspective. So just, you know, build this out, build the right foundation. We, we didn't have the luxury of really going too slowly because I said, you know, things just went nuts when we launched and we were embraced by so many people. Um, it, it's interesting, you know, I, we, we talked about detractors, but let me take a moment to talk about the proponents and the supporters who've just been so great to us. And there's been a whole spectrum of, of different constituencies we would have never anticipated getting behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ben will might want to chime in. But for example, we've had it's diverse, diverse groups later. We've had everybody from professional MMA fighters who are using our product because they say it's, it's something that works within the UFC rules, for example. Right. And will help them take the edge off their really intense workouts. And we've, we've had, you know, females in that, in that 20 or 30 age range. And I'm not sure why that particular group um, has, has reached out to us and thanked us and, and shown their support for us. But t- young, that young female constituency that suffers from anxiety, they've told us this product has, has been a real game changer for them. I have and there's no, all these other unique, sorry. No problem. No problem believing that. I have a 20 year old daughter and I, I see the stresses around girls that age. She's in college, you know, and uh, at university, a lot of pressure on these kids, a lot of pressure socially that, you know, um, you and I probably are about the same age and it's like, you know, wasn't on us back then. And this whole thing with social media, just to bounce back to that thing, I can guess who the social media company is, is giving you shit. Um, <laughs> and we don't need to even talk about it because they give everyone crap that doesn't toe the line. Um, but, you know, with respect to girls, they are a huge adopter crowd, huge adopter crowd. And that 20 to 35 year old age group is a hot demo. It's a great demo for good products. And, and what I find is that uh, women in that, in that group identify good products and they, they stay loyal. They're a loyal co- customer. Where, yeah, and, where I and think more, we really, the more open, sorry, Ben, I was, I was just going to say, you know, you have a daughter, I have two daughters, lay them. 
Um, and, you know, women, females are just more open-minded, I, I, I find. And when we, when we launched, it, it's funny, we were a little more male skewed, mm-hmm. but I think that has, has, has changed a lot. Now we're more female skewed. Yeah. And I know in the case of my two daughters, and they wouldn't mind me saying, I've got two, you know, really type A, hardworking, successful daughters. Um, and, uh, you know, one's a dentist and one's a CEO of a company. And they're the, they may have actually been real catalysts for me in my thinking around psychedelics, because, you know, they've been microdosing and they've used psychedelics. And by the way, they're not so unique that way. I think if you talk to any female or male under the age of 30, odds are they've probably, they're probably new psychedelics or have experimented. Um, so, you know, usually uh, it's, you know, it's younger people who are ahead of the curve and are the, the, the people who are the, the trendsetters. So I, I, I think, you know, they, they figured out figure this out before the older people. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's everybody's going to get on the psychedelic bandwagon ultimately. Now let's bounce over to Ben, who's the guy who's getting paid to do your marketing here. And <laughs> I love the true believer in you, Keith. But um, Ben, so what's the what's the party line now above um, what Keith's saying? So, uh, you know, just to, to sort of tie on there, I think that where we really saw that demographic, where we really saw, you know, this sort of messaging come across of, of people adopting us is, is on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we weren't even on TikTok uh, when, you know, this girl posted a, a video about us that had 3 million views. Uh, you know, so all of a sudden we, we jump on TikTok and people are making these videos, absolutely incredible videos, um, talking about psychedelic water. And, you know, we're up, I think, 15 million views on our hashtag and you know our our company is is not even a year old so you know we're we're really seeing that the traction with with you know this um this demographic between 18 to 24 um all the way up to 35 really yeah um both male and female that would that we see all over tiktok but um you know as i did mention before um just to come back to sort of parting words, you know, uh, I, I'm just such an advocate of psychedelics and, you know, I, as soon as Keith told me his vision, I was, couldn't be more on board and, and I will preach all day long about psychedelic water because, you know, I've seen the change, excuse me. I've seen the change that, that psychedelics have done for me. And, you know, we are the only ones you know, publicly opening the conversation. And so that's why I'm so open about doing psychedelics because it's time that we talk about it. Yeah, I think from your mouth to all of our ears, I like it. Keith, you hired the right guy for that job, by the way. Um, (laughs) Got lucky. Hey, real quick question too. Is there a time where you see your drink sitting side by side with either cannabis drinks and or alcohol drinks, whether it's on the same shelf or not, but it's in, in parallel. Do you think they're going to be competing entities at some point? You know, I don't think, I, I don't think alcohol is good for you. Um, yep. And, and can, can, cannabis is also changing the world and has changed the world. It's here to stay. It, it's a you know critical thing and it's a very important sector. 
Um, but, you know, I, I, I said, and I'm not trying, there's no, there shouldn't be a competition between cannabis and psychedelics. What's better? Uh, you they're know, di- they're, they are different. I'm going to go with you on that one. They're different and they apply different metrics to the user. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but let's talk about alcohol first. I, I don't really want our product or psychedelics to be associated with alcohol. I'm not an alcohol, alcohol hater, but as I said, you know, I'm not a fan of hangovers. I'm not a, a fan of something that's going to take you off your, your game. And I think that's why millennials love psychedelic water. I think it's going to enhance your game. So as I said, you're not going to lose any of your mental acuity. So I don't want to be even associated with with alcohol. I don't, I don't think we are. Um, I know dispensaries all over, not only here in the U.S., but, you know, when we launch and every single day and week now, we're, we're approached by dispensaries um, and, and not just dispensaries, but um, all sorts of retailers and distributors in other parts of the world. They want to get psychedelic water. And we say, look, at right now, our focus is the, is, is the U.S. Um, you know, J- Jamaica has been all over us, the UK, Germany, Australia. It's interesting, the, the real groundswell of, of interest. Um, so we're, we love dispensaries. I've been associated with dispensaries. I uh, had a deal to, I was involved in the sale of, do you remember the pharmacy chain in sure. LA? Yep. Uh, I was working with Robin Thicke's brother and we ended up getting the rights to the pharmacy in, in LA and then it got sold to another uh, cannabis companies and we were the facilitators. Um, so I, I love the dispensary business. I think there are too many of them right now in certain in certain parts of, of North America, but that's that's another issue. Um, but dispensaries are really important. And I think people who go into dispensaries and use cannabis have the right type of mindset for psychedelics. They tend to be more open-minded people. Now look at there are cannabis, there are some cannabis purists also who think it's you know just cannabis, 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 and they wear their blinders. Um, but most most cannabis enthusiasts are open-minded and they probably have an appreciation for psychedelics. So I see our product uh, being sold in dispensaries and uh, I don't know if it's side by side because we're, what we've done here, Latham, with psychedelic water is look at, let's, let's look at THC drinks or let's look at energy drinks. Maybe that's a better example. Okay. Remember when Red Bull and Monster Rockstar came out, they, there was the invention of a new category. Yep. That's what we're doing here you are seeing the birth of a completely new category. And we're having this conversation today. Watch what the psychedelic category looks like in two years or four years or 10 years. And just watch out for everyone knows Red Bull today. I can't wait for everybody to see what psychedelic water looks like in five years or, or less or more, because we're going to create a new category that I don't think is going to be really, you know, you don't think of energy drinks being sold side by side with this type of, product or that category, I think we're going to be our own standalone category. And I, I want other people to join in. I don't want, we don't want to be the only yeah. psychedelic product. We, we hope we're opening the doors That's a mantra. and there's going to be a flood of, of other companies that join us. Like yourself, not at the, certainly the same level as you, but I have um, always preached to my other businesses that you don't ever want to be the only person in the category because then you're not a category. You're a standalone. If competitors are good for business, an open marketplace means that you're validated. It means that you, what you're doing is real. So I applaud you on your thinking. That's, 
forward thinking compared to many people who think they need to just dominate. You know, that's not a good thing. So, you know, um, we're at that part of the show where we're going to wrap it up, but I want to give you guys a, a opportunity to plug the product here because it is a new category. It is a, something new and different and interesting. Um, where can people find you and what's the shout outs? So, Latham, thank you for this time. We really enjoyed it. Uh, it's fun. Great talk. Um, we launched, as I said, online, uh, but there's been such demand. You know, our our plan was not to launch into retail until you know sometime into 2022. But we've had mm -hmm. to advance our plans because of, of, of the popularity of the product. Uh, so we've just launched in the last eight weeks uh, in about 300 stores in Los Angeles. We expect to be in a couple thousand stores across the country in the next six months. Uh, ben, is it, can can we talk about some of the new retailers are coming on stream? Is that public yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Let's let's just say, Latham, but that some of the hottest leading retailers in California uh, will be launching our product in the next two to, two to four weeks. So it, right. it will be uh, available in brick and mortar stores at retail. And you can always get our product, of course, at psychedelicwater.com. Psychedelicwater.com. Check us out on Instagram. Ben mentioned TikTok. When that, when that uh, person posted a video for for us it got three million views we as ben said we didn't have an account on TikTok. in one week we went from zero to about twenty thousand followers oh, um, so we we, <laughs> we love all the TikTok support check us out on TikTok, instagram and that's psychedelicwater.com we're happy to ship product out to everyone pretty quickly love it and ben let's hear uh, what are the flavor profiles and what can people uh, look to seeing in the future if you're willing to give that up uh, yeah, so uh, we have, currently have three flavors. Uh, we have blackberry yuzu, we have hibiscus lime, and we have oolong orange blossom. Wow. So those are our three current flavors. We do have a new flavor that uh, we'll be launching uh, very soon in early 2022. And then, as Keith mentioned earlier in the show, we do have uh, two microdosing SKUs that we can't wait to announce. I love it. Sounds good. Well, folks, uh, that's it from the boys from Psychedelic Water. And it's really cool show, guys. I didn't expect it like this. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best in the future. Um, and as always, this show is brought to you by Shuggies. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S, delicious stevia. And now agave powder and our sugar, all made with delicious C uh, THC with low CBD. Now we're using a next level um, nano, which is nano 2 which has a quick activation of five minutes. So look for Shuggies in a dispensary near you. And in January, 2022, coming up right now, you can find our 500 milligram and 1000 milligram infused concentrate of agave powder, 25% sweeter than agave syrup, easy to handle, easy to dose. And also it has a delicious flavor. If you are sugar intolerant, look for our Shuggies. Um, 500 and 1000 milligram in a dispensary near you in January, 2022. All right, Ben, Keith, thanks so much for being here. It's been really, really cool. And I would love to um, have you back and talk more about the processes and what really separates your products from others. It's, uh, it could have been an hour, could have been an hour and a half conversation here with you guys. Uh, this is one of the best uh, interviews we've ever, ever done because you're really on top of your game. Um, and, and also at the same time, really pleasant and, and cordial. So appreciate your warmth, Latham. And 
uh, we'd love to come back if you'd have us back. So guys, again, thanks for being here. And we look forward to launching uh, other products with you and hearing more about this journey. It sounds exciting, new, different, and you're creating a space for the rest of us. So that's it for tonight on Days and Infused. Listen to us next week or the week after, whenever you are. We are available on every podcast network nationally and internationally. Now look for us on Amazon Music and Spotify especially. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you soon on Days I know you want a, a, a cannabis, a personal cannabis story. Um, and I'm, I'm focusing more on the business side. But I've been, okay. I've been working with Gene Simmons from KISS for about 25 years. He's been a friend of mine and a business associate. So Gene has never smoked a joint, taken a puff, had a glass of wine in his life. Right. I've heard the story about uh, Gene. He's very much a teetotaler. But I did something in cannabis with Gene that I'm very proud of. Um, Now, we all know that Snoop Dogg got involved in cannabis, Martha Stewart, and a whole range of characters. Right. But I got Gene uh, to... Uh, become aligned with a particular cannabis company called Invictus. Now, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, I think way back when, uh, and I think it was Canopy that paid Snoop Dogg at the time. It might have been a million, two million, whatever it was, it was in that range. But I think I may have set a record. Um, I made a deal with this cannabis company and I got Gene about $12 million US. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because I got this deal for Gene um, which is amazing considering what I just told you about his personal background. And Gene being being the type of committed business guy that he is, he's dedicated like few other entrepreneurs. He said, even though I've never done this in my life, for this cannabis company, I will smoke a joint. What? Didn't do it, but he said he would. Oh, he and didn't. he would have. Yeah. He would have. No, he would have. And he said, look, I'll go on CNN or I'll go to the New York Stock Exchange, ring the bell. I'll have a joint in wherever you know, provided it's lawful, of course, in the venue where he's at. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm really, the, the point is I'm really, I'm bragging a little bit. I don't mean to, but I just think it's interesting. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.